Hello everyone, my name is Rafal and welcome to my vlog. So in today's vlog, I just want to talk about the 10 most common mistakes made by headshot photographers. So recently I have done a post uh, with all those mistakes and I post them on several different social media platforms and I have received a lot of emails and messages from you guys to give you a little bit more explanation what I meant by some of those points because I think they're not really clear. So. Again, I've decided to do this vlog and actually dive a little bit deeper into this and explain what I meant exactly in all those points which I've made. So let's jump into this and let's clarify everything what I have said in that post. So the mistake number one was using the wrong lens. So what I meant by that is for creating the headshot, you have to have a lens with specific focal length. And I've been receiving you know, a lot of emails and people are asking me if I can use, let's say, 50 millimeter wide angle lens for creating the headshots. Um, of course you can, but you're not gonna get, I think, the desired results and it's much, much difficult to, to get this specific look. So my recommendation is using the lens which has between 105 to about 200 millimeter focal length. I personally use lenses, um, I'm using 70-200, but my preferable focal length for all my headshots is between 160 and 200 mil. And um, that's my recommendation. Um, I, I know there is variety of different lenses. Um, you can work with zoom lenses, you work and work with fixed lenses. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of options out there, but what I meant by again using the wrong lens is not the using you know the you have to use specific lens. But what I meant was more that you have to have lens with specific focal length, which kind of helps you to create the specific look. Um, also, there are some studies done on this. Um, there's a lot of tests, and I'm sure you guys can also dive into this on. YouTube and other different platforms would actually show you exactly the difference between different focal lengths and as you probably can see um, you know between 160 and 200 those are the kind of the focal lengths which creates the best headshots and most of my work you guys see um, I work on that focal length so I hope that's uh, gonna be clear so the Point number two, what I've made was poor direction of light. And so what I meant by that is, you know, with the lighting is, is, is very tricky. You have to be not only very precise, you know, how to kind of direct the light, but also what I found, and this is, I'm gonna to try to explain this um, in, in a very, very detail, that the biggest mistake, what do we do um, as a hatched photographers? We plant the lights in one spot and we work with the subject and we're hoping to get the you know good results and quite often not too many of us also working with the lights moving them you know to different sides moving them higher lower closer moving them away and and this is what I've learned because you know I, I can assure you that each client um, is different and you have to maybe not using different lighting for each person But you have to have a different direction of light for each person and sometimes it takes a little bit of time to figure out um, How to light the person which gonna gives you the best results So my recommendation again is not only kind of having one setup 
and you know just just try to shoot and try to uh, you know hoping to get the best results work with the lights move them around um, and you will see that also gives you a little bit of um, training you know how to see light how to direct the light how to kind of create this this different kind of um, light of direction of light to give you you know kind of the best result for each individual and again um, it took me a while to figure it out but that was one of the biggest mistakes I've done over the years that I was basically using the similar setup and I didn't move the lights at all and the results sometimes were not what I was looking for but as soon as I started working with the lights a little bit more and moving them back forth um, higher lower as I said closer far away and try to kind of like find the, the sweetest spot for each person um, all of a sudden my work got definitely better so that's what I highly recommend so number three was not focusing on the eyes so this is pretty obvious um, and I don't think that needs a lot of explanation but I want to add a little bit of information here um, especially when you're working on this you know specific focal length uh, between as I said 160 to 200 and you you basically shoot wide open and I, I know a lot of you guys do that um, this you know area which covers your uh, focus is very very small so even tiny move um, kind of can put you out of focus and you may basically lose the focus from the eyes and again I've been there and and I had a lot of issues with that because I was losing a lot of good images that's why I decided to move my aperture to work between 3.5 to 2 to 5.6 so I have this area uh, a little bit wider and you know even if I move or my client moves a little bit I'm not losing uh, that uh, focus and and this is extremely important because that gives you um, a little bit of freedom to move around um, also you're not going to be losing a lot of lot of shots and you don't have to kind of you know be so precise because you have that area to to move back and forth and still have you know the, the person's eyes in, in focus so um, this is one of the biggest mistakes what I see in, in headshots photographers that you know they shooting very very um, wide open and then you know one eyes is basically out of focus the other one is, is in the focus or you have tip of the nose out of focus sometimes give you this really nice effect but it's really difficult to maintain um, and if you actually doing a you know headshot session you want to make sure that you know like you also working in this kind of like safe area that you know like you don't you're not gonna miss the shot so that's what I would highly recommend so number four was bad face expression so this is something which I want to kind of uh, dig a little bit more deeper and, and and tell you where the problems are so the first thing what I always say when is bad face expression basically the way I see it if there's no engagement between the person you're photographing and, 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 and you so sometimes you see those images when someone is looking at you but their mind is somewhere else and you can kind of sense that by looking at the image so I, I think a lot of those problems comes when we focus way too much on the technical part and we let's say trying to get our image 
perfect when it comes from the technical part, but we're not engaging with the person and the person's mind just kind of fly away and you're shooting them and, and but, but they're not there. They're mentally thinking about something else. And then when you look at those images, you can sense that they're not really engaged with the camera. They're not really engaged with you. They're not really engaged with the photo shoot. And then you can basically see those things, you know, throughout the photos. So make sure that you're not only focusing on the image itself or the technical part, you definitely engage with the person, you talk to them, you interact with them, you actually making sure that they, they, they're focusing on you and then they connected and then they, they engage with you because that's what's going to make those images interesting. And then whoever's going to see those images, they're going to see the person who was um, at the front of your camera um, you know have this kind of interaction and looks interesting and it's it looks approaching it looks you know kind of there's some emotions coming out of their um, face if they if their mind is somewhere else you're not gonna get it and I see this is this one of the biggest issues nowadays that I see amazing images from the kind of technical uh, point of view but there is no engagement there's no face expression there is just kind of dead face which you know is they're, they're, the person's mind is completely out of it and um, I can sense that. So pay attention to this. And um, again, don't kind of focus way too much on the technical part. Make sure that the person who is at the front of you is, is really engaged with you and is actually is part of the shoot. It's, it's not something you're photographing. They need to also be heavily involved in what is going on between you and, and the person. So remember that. So number five was awkward pose. And this is something what um, I pay also a lot of attention. There's two kind of ways you can pose the person and that's how I do it. First of all, you can make the person stand or you make the person sit down. So I use special, you know, stool where they can actually just, you know, make themselves comfortable. Um, and then you can kind of regulate the height, um, how far, how, how high or how low they are so they feel comfortable when they're standing. One of those things I always ask people to lean forward and that kind of gives you that engagement with the camera. If they have to just stand at the front like a soldier, um, I don't really big fan of those photos. Um, there's, there's no connection. People usually kind of feel weird. Um, so make sure you, you're moving them to different sides. The more they move, you can basically take their mind off what's really going on and basically make them look interesting. So don't kind of try to stick to one pose where they actually, as I said, they, they stand like a soldiers and you shoot them. Um, let them move, let them lean forward, you know, kind of turn their body um, to one side to other and um, you will see the images, they're gonna look much more interesting. So number six is shooting from the wrong angle. So usually what I suggest is always try to shoot your client or your subject on the eye level. So your camera and the person's eyes are the same level um, that is actually highly recommended by you know every headshot photographer nowadays so that's not um, I would say it's a common sense um, if you have your camera higher you know those images look kind of intimidating if you're shooting from kind of low angle um, sometimes there's an issue with double chin and you know some kind of like the images just look 
weird. So that's what I highly recommend. Um, most of the headshots, which you guys probably see online, which you probably really like, that's the way uh, photographers are shooting. It's kind of like giving this equality um, and the images just look better. So number seven was confusing um, composition. So what I meant by that is, Sometimes when, especially when you're shooting cinematic headshots, um, you want to make sure that the background and the person you're shooting kind of like there's a, some kind of balance and the flow between the background and the person. So if you have this weird composition where this background is kind of like, um, I don't know, just the dimension or, you know, the kind of lines, just they, they don't kind of align together, the image looks kind of weird. So uh, before you actually start shooting, you know, I would suggest take a couple test shots, kind of take a closer look if this whole thing kind of works together and, and there's a balance between, as I said, the background and the, 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 the subject. Um, and that's usually, there's certain, like, there's several other rules, like rule of thirds and, 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 and golden rule, um, which I also recommend to kind of take a, a quick look what those rules are all about and also you can implement them into your composition but mainly what i what i say is um, make sure there's connection there's a balance and everything kind of works together so that takes a little bit of time sometimes um, you have to definitely um, you know take a closer look and analyze it everything but that's what i made by this mistake that um, a lot of us, you know, we don't pay attention to the background and this whole thing is kind of out of whack and just kind of doesn't work together. And then we kind of, you know, even we have a good face expression and the lighting is all good, but there's no, I would say, some kind of balance within the image, which makes the image looks better. So number eight is bad cropping. So this is something which um, there's a lot of, lot of discussion about is what is the headshot and how should it be cropped? Um, there's different schools, there's different photographers doing different things. Um, I have to tell you my approach is I'm trying to always shoot a little bit of wider and then I can crop exactly uh, where I want the image to be and how the image is going to look like. Um, I know there are some photographers for who, for example, the cropping top of the head, there's still discussion about it. Um, I personally think those images looks really cool and I really like them if this is done properly and also the client is aware of that. So, and they are okay with this because I had a story a few years ago when I did like a corporate photo shoot and I was so excited about this cropping top of the head where I shot this entire session with everyone who was part of this shoot um, and they had all had cropped and the clients like we don't like that like we want to have this whole thing kind of with our whole heads in the in the image and um, I spent hours photoshopping this whole thing to, to make this work so you know again make sure you actually know exactly where you're going if you don't feel uh, that you you know exactly what you like, especially when you're starting shooting headshots. Um, try to shoot a little bit wider and then you can crop the image the way you want it. Um, with cropping the head, again, if you like the style and your clients are okay with that, 
go for it. You're gonna kind of creating your own style. So if you have that consistency when clients, they see what you're doing and they like it, you know, you can kind of stick to this and just cropping the image the way you, you like. And then that was also gonna show your style of your headshot. So number nine was the blur from the camera shake. So there are several rules which I follow to kind of avoid that problem. And most of the time what is happening, let's say, especially when we're shooting um, around, as I said, 200 mil, um, every little tiny move um, can be recorded by the camera. So the rule what I'm following is, let's say if I'm shooting 200 millimeter, um, usually my shutter speed is no less than one 200 of a second. Um, and that's what I'm following because if you, let's say, shooting 200 mil and, 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 and your camera is set up um, to 160 of a second for the shutter speed, then you're gonna definitely, uh, you're probably gonna see that some of those images, they're gonna be blurred because you're gonna kind of move your camera and the, the camera is gonna record this. Um, another thing to avoid that is you can use the tripod to make sure you know the camera is stabilized and, and and you know you're not gonna have this problem but the issue is that shooting with the tripod is another you know tricky part some people like it I personally don't I shoot all my headshots handheld because I like to move I like to turn I like to kind of take out I don't want to say different angles but you know just 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 work with the subject and I like to be on the on my feet and move around um, so tripod I tried it several times it didn't work for me uh, but then also I have to adjust uh, my shutter speed to make sure uh, my images they're not gonna get uh, this this you know unexpected and also unwanted uh, you know blur on some of those images if I don't set up this properly so make sure um, do follow that rule to, 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 to avoid that and then, you know, like it's gonna save your sometimes life because again, I've, I've been there, I've done this, I had a lot of issues with that because I didn't know how to deal with this. But this is something which, you know, I'm sure it's, it's really easy fix and it's, you know, you just need to follow the simple rule and you're gonna be all good. So number 10 is over retouching. And I don't wanna spend a lot of time, you guys know exactly what I mean by that. And I found this is one of the biggest issues nowadays. Um, I know retouching is not easy part and it's really difficult, uh, but my recommendation if you are um, retouching your images and you think you're overdoing it, either try to stay to basically simple retouching um, don't go crazy don't overdo things because it, it's going to make your images looks actually worse so try to avoid all this you know crazy blurring the skin um, all this you know crazy stuff with um, you know over contrasting or you know playing with weird colors and adding some bizarre toning and all these crazy things um, especially when you're shooting for the corporate stuff, you know, people, they want the images which they look more natural. So sometimes just do the basic stuff um, and don't kind of overkill the images because, you know, it's not gonna, um, it's, 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 it's gonna just make your work look worse. 
Um, there's there's several techniques which I highly recommend it. It's definitely dodge and burn when it comes to retouching the skin. Um, I don't personally use frequency separation anymore um, for obvious reasons because I think it just kills the texture and the, 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 the images. If you not if you don't know how to do it or you just overdo it, then it just looks bad. So be careful with that and um, practice as much as you can retouching because that's also what's gonna take your images to the next level. But um, this is, I would say, one of the biggest issues nowadays with headshot photographers that you know they try to push this whole thing to um, the limit and, 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 and just basically just making their images, as I said, looks worse. And I've seen this many, many times where the original image from the camera looks way better than the retouched image. So just be careful with that. So I hope that it was interesting and that gives you a little bit of clarification on how to deal with those uh, mistakes and how to avoid them or how to fix them. Um, if you're still unsure about some of those things, what I have said, uh, please feel free to email me or message me and I'll be more than happy to clarify some of those stuff and answer all your questions. So have a fantastic weekend. Uh, thank you for watching and stay tuned and I'll talk to you guys uh, shortly. Bye-bye.